Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination and a proud member of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, and joining me from the almost Great White North, he's from the Twin Cities suburbs, I guess is what we'll call it. I'm not going to give his specific town. He can if he wants to, but he's not going to. He knows you're crazy, and you'll stalk him. He is our fearless leader of coordination, our founder, John Dam Johnston. John, hello, sir. How you doing? I'm doing terrific. How are you? I'm just great. Well, fantastic. Shall we uh, introduce our special guest this week? <laughs> we should. Okay. I'll get rid of the Jolly Rancher again. God. All right. You do that. We're, we're professional, by God. And uh, joining us because he said something in the Slack chat room that really piqued my interest. And I said... Let's have you on and talk about that. And a half hour ago, he said, hey, can we postpone that until next week? I think we can really flesh this out and have a much better conversation next week. So here to get you all hyped up for next week's episode, Paul Dalen. Paul, welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. Thanks, Greg. It's good to be back. It is. Good it's, to be it, back. It's good to have you back. And uh, um, really quick, the the briefest, because I, I, I don't want to bury the lead, but I do want to get people excited for next week's show you made a comment, and I think this followed something that, that you shared via Twitter, uh, the uh, absurdity that a safety is only worth two points, whereas a touchdown is worth six, being that the safety is so much more difficult to achieve, and just the uh, the um, weighted points based on difficulty. And, and so you set up a, a bit of a theory of, you know, hey, maybe football should be scored in a particular way. Am I... Am I I'm pretty close on that, am I not? Uh, you are. Uh, I think it was Banner Society published that article, and and they called it like "Bad Idea Wednesday" or something. Um, but they suggested the safety should actually be worth 11 points, which is which is ludicrous. But the idea of making it worth seven points is also um, has merit. But it got me thinking: what if what if every what if we assigned a point value to every play? Every decision that a coach makes, for instance, if you, you know, if you call a rush, um, you like every play has a cost of point one five points, you know, fifteen hundredths of a point. And then if you gain, if you gain ten yards, you get point one points for every yard you gain. And there's a cost. You can have. I, I'm. I'm. I'm still working these numbers out and running it through a number of com computer simulations just because I think it's going to be kind of pretty interesting. But I'm I'm thinking, what if we had unlimited timeouts, but you had to pay for them? You know, what what if it came at like a two and a half point penalty? And what I when I when I kind of did this just initially, what it looks like is we have the spread of possible over the 2019 of 
of of of drives that go from negative 16 points up to positive 15 and a half points on one drive. Interesting. So so um I think there it it's 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 going to be fun to take sort of this econometric approach to football scoring and I'll I'll have uh, more to say about that next week. But when when you're running these scenarios, I would like you to include one possibility or or maybe you've thought of it and said no it needs to be a level playing field but if it's week 9 and an 8 and 1 team or I guess a 7 and 1 team is going up against a 2 and 5 team or or you know I I'm bad at math 3 and 5 2 and 6 whatever would the better you know, team with the better record have more points uh to their disposal I don't know it's something to think about. We're, well, I, th- I, I think maybe, but I think that's a, I think that's another bad idea Wednesday. Fine. Just because normally, I mean, it's it's one thing to change the rules; it's another thing to 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 make them so situationally dependent that they don't really mean anything. I got you. So I would like to propose I would like to propose in the off season rule changes that will make football more as if it needed to be more exciting. Um, I think it will make it more interesting well, because then then coaches have to freaking Kirk Ferentz, for instance, would not do very well under this scenario because because you get penalized for punting. Oh, punting, suddenly I'm paying attention. Punting, <laughs> punting comes at a cost. <laughs> Missing a field goal comes at a cost. You know, um, attempt. You know, uh, I don't know. There's all kinds of things that 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 could be done here. I mean. You know, if you punt inside your 40-yard line, that should cost more than punting on, uh, you know, 80 yards from the end zone, that sort of sure. thing. Um, you know, just we need, to, we, we need to make everything come with a cost and, correspondingly, a, a, a benefit for taking a risk. Sure. Because we get idiots and, and, and non-risk takers like... Like freaking Kirk Ferentz, who's riding this risk-free football strategy to per, per, into uh, eight and four perpetuity, I, it, it's like the death of college football, right there. Damn the risk, take, not takers. Damn the torpedoes. So full speed ahead. That's what. Speaking of rule changes, have you heard of a little thing called the XFL? Hmm. Yeah, but that's not really football. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looked like football. Wow. It it, I, it, I, it walked like a duck and it quacked like a duck and had some tremendous ratings in its first week. Well, yeah. Did it do better than the Oscars? Because they didn't do very well. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Oddly enough, you know, because the XFL games were split between Fox and ESPN and the Oscars were on ABC, so it's... Uh, I can tell you I was watching the St. Louis Battlehawks, hashtag clear to engage, going to their home opener in a couple of weeks. It's uh, <laughs> taking my boy. We're going to go to his first football game. It's it's, uh, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be an event. Let me tell you, I don't know. Me and a four-year-old alone in, in the dome uh, in St. Louis for football. He's, and I'm not sure how he's going to react, but he said he'd go with me. And so that's what we're holding on to. So, Well, I'm, I'm going to admit that I'm not following the, I, I know the XFL came online in the last week or two, but I haven't been following it, and I can't even speak to the rules differences. So, well, I know the, it's 
It, it has a football in it. Yeah. And I think it's got the same number of players. There's the double yeah. pass, the double forward pass. There is uh, on kickoffs, the only player lined up on the 35 is the kicker. And everybody else, the other 10 you know, players on the kicking team are, I believe, on the opposing 40-yard line. And nobody's allowed to move until the receiver or until the uh, uh, return man catches the football. I mean, you know, except for the kicker. What is that supposed to do? It's it's supposed to bring back the excitement of the the kick return rather than just, you know, sailing it into the end zone all the time. Uh, You know, because you don't have that forward momentum. If you're the return man and you catch it at the five, you know, even though the... uh, 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 coverage team is a little closer. They are they're lacking momentum. You know they they don't get you know a, a twenty yard head start moving downfield. So um, that's that's my understanding of it from from an observer's point of view. I know I think, you don't uh, like it, Paul. Uh, have we forgotten why we made kickoffs less exciting? It was because they were like causing traumatic you know, life-threatening injuries to players. That's that's why kickoffs are less interesting. So, yeah, by all means, let's 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 uh, <laughs> let's go back to uh, you know the good old yeah, they, days they of, of died on the field. <laughs> they don't have a running start. Well, let's see. If you got if if you if you if you field the, if the, if the returner uh, takes the ball at let's say the fifteen ten or fifteen yard line. Um, and that's still 35 yards for a bunch of guys, uh, well, conceivably 10 to be launch, uh, you know, accelerating while the, while the return man is the fastest guy on the field and is accelerating in the other direction. I mean, that's, that's, that's why these, cli- no, there's no other play in football where you have, you know, the amount of speed that the players reach colliding at almost, you know, perp- at, uh, almost at perp- perpendicularity to each other. Um, what, Paul? What? What does mass times velocity equal? Well, force. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Why? I just, you know, I was trying to remember my physics days. And- oh, yeah. So, so, well, no, it isn't. Mass times velocity is momentum. Oh, you're right. No. Okay, we should move on. People are like, oh, my God, they're I'm, getting into physics. They've already turned I'm off. Not a, I'm not a physicist. <laughs> Needless to say. I am a physics minor. Kickoffs are dangerous. And, yeah. and and we've gone away from them so that so that people don't, like, die or permanently injure themselves on the field so that football itself can can be sustaining and 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 continue to be a game we play in 25 or 50 years so well i don't know anything about that all i know is that i'm going on february 23rd i think yep february 23rd to the dome at america center downtown st louis uh some other team used to play there years ago uh they were pretty good for a couple years and then they crap the bed. I can't remember what team that was. It doesn't matter because this is the home of the St. Louis Battlehawks. 
That's great. That sounds great. Thank you. That is wonderful. Thank By you. the way, force is mass times acceleration. Whatever you say, John. Whatever you say. Yeah, okay, right. let's move. We should move that's what on. I said, right? Yeah, no, no I it is. I said mass times velocity. Velocity is not the huh. same as acceleration. Okay, you're well, no, it's not. But okay, I was wrong, but that's what I was thinking of. That's so, just I, what I wanted to hear. I was wrong. Moment. That entire conversation was set up so I could get you to say those three words. I was wrong. Yeah, nobody ever says that to me. John. Oh, God, I feel so. I feel like so much more of a man now. John, I'm wrong all okay, the time. We should move on. So while we're talking about rules, Major League Baseball made a few rule changes today. Do we care about that at all? No. Okay. Uh, I honestly got Paul. If you wanted to make a sport more re- exciting, could you do something with baseball? I mean, I like <laughs> college baseball. I'm excited for Nebraska's baseball season coming up, but my I haven't watched a major league game like in ever unless I actually went to it with friends and to drink beer or something. They, <laughs> me, I I I realize there's people out there that are major league baseball fans. Guy, that's wonderful. I'm happy for you. It is horribly boring. I mean, a four-hour game with God knows how many pitching changes, and they have to warm up, and then they, well, you know, they bring a relief of- guy in, he faces a batter, and then he leaves. Those are it's part of terrible. the rule changes. Well, I haven't, I haven't been to a major league baseball game either. The last one I went to was uh, Twins in their World Series season in '91. So. Uh, but then I graduated and moved away, and that was the end of that. So, um, it, Greg, yeah, let's talk about the let's let's talk about the rule changes in Major League Baseball because I think the pitching change is actually it, maybe that's the one you're thinking of. Um, I I don't think it's going to have as big of an effect as folks say it will. No, um, I don't I, think I, so. I don't, I don't I don't see ch- pitchers changing after one very often after one batter. Maybe if they get crushed or something, but. Um, you can't really get crushed unless the the pitcher that you're replacing uh, didn't do you any favors, you know. But you're not likely yeah, going to get crushed. In, yeah, in, but, yeah, left you down on the couch or something. Like so that. Um, yeah, they don't a, bring in a lefty to face a righty, and then he's gone after the righty's done or something like that, or a right left. You know what I mean? Well, that's the, the I don't know. all pitchers, I don't all pitchers, both starters and relievers, now have to face at least three batters or pitch until the inning is over before they come come out of the game. Uh, with the exception of an injury or an illness that prevents the pitcher from being able to finish his three batters. Um, which, again, you might have a bunch of people just like, oh, I got the out, I sprained my pinky, you know, whatever, I don't know. Um, then they've also done some roster changes. I don't know. Um, I don't want to get into that one. Mostly it's, you know, as far as speeding up the game, it's it's the three batter minimum to minimize the uh, uh pitching changes that yeah they do take a chunk of time so well, if they wanted to speed it up let's just let's just set up a t i think that would be i think that would be better and we'll, and we'll have like five outfielders and, and then here you get, and you get to hit off a t how's that sound here's one that i don't think is going to make enough <laughs> of um uh, of a difference the manage so ever since football started i guess every Sport now wants to you know have it to where you can you know throw a challenge flag, excuse me a challenge flag essentially you can do that in baseball now uh, 
managers used to have 30 seconds to challenge play. Now they have 20. So you're gaining 20 seconds. I don't think that's going to add up. Um, look, here's the thing. Going to a baseball game live is a lot of fun. Watching it on TV, ugh, it's a chore. I can't do it anymore. Um, you know, that's about, and that's about the only sport that you can say that, that it's actually better in person. Um, I've heard once, I, it's been a long time, and I'm, I'm not trying to cut you off, Paul, but it's been a long time since I've been to a hockey game. But I think hockey's more exciting in person as well. I wouldn't disagree with that. There's all the pounding on the glass. And yeah, I've only been to one hockey game in my life, though, and that was like a college club game. So, um, I and I don't watch hockey on TV, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit that that sit that example out. I do know that that I would at this point in my life, I'll go to one Nebraska game. Uh, a season maybe although now it's it's a three-day trip minimum up there um to do it is that different from a a three-hour tour (laughs) no um it's a it's a it's a three-day off from work um uh extravaganza to make the trip but no it's just it's i mean once in a while the game day experience is 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 second to none it is fun but there's also something to be said for sitting in front of an 80-inch television and watching the game in 4K that you can actually see what's going on, whereas when you're sitting up in the cheap seats that I can afford, um, it, uh, like, I'm not sure what the point is. I don't know how we managed to sell any tickets, you know, up there in the NASA zone. <laughs> so, um, I think, I, and, but baseball is terrible on TV, um, Golf is, I don't know, is better. Golf is pretty bad in person, too. So um, I've never been to, you know, like a, a PGA Tour live or anything like that, but I just find, like, if it's a Sunday afternoon and I'm in desperate need of a nap, man, I'm putting on golf. You know, at any sport where you can't scream while they're hitting the ball, can go fuck itself. <laughs> well, you know, Happy Gilmore tried to get those rules changed, and... uh they showed his ass the door. Hey, you know? They call it a gentleman's game, whatever, you snotty-ass bunch of shitheads. Ooh, there you go. One more late. thing about Major League Baseball. Pete Rose can go fuck himself. There's a specific rule in the Major League rule book that says if you bet on games and gamble on games, you will be barred for life. It doesn't say if you bet on games to win or you bet on games you to lose. It doesn't say anything about that. It's very specific. Very simple rule, bet on games, you're out for life. So don't stop Stop comparing it to like, oh, gee, they stole signs and cheated to win a World Series. It's not a moral relevance thing. It's a, There's a rule against specifically what he did that states clearly what the penalty is. John? Go kiss my ass, Pete Rose. John? John? Okay, we're good. That's it. John, what? please? Please take this this small action figure of Lil Red and show me where Pete Rose hurt you. <laughs> Probably not. I have a Lando Lando Calrissian Star Wars figure. The the three inch or the the twelve inch. That's kind of kinky. <laughs> I think he's asking if it's the original Mego figure. I don't know what it is. It says pop on it. Oh, okay. Oh, no, those are just stupid bobbleheads. 
Those are, th- I hate those things. Oh, like a Funko wow. Pop type of bobblehead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, no, maybe I, you should point no, out I mean, like the real, the ones we played with when, like in this, in like 1978. You got to remember in 1978, John was already a 78 year old man. <sighs> so anyway, we didn't um, have any toys. We had sticks and guns. Did you, right. John? Did you used What's to play that, that game? Did, did, no, I'm serious. Did you used to play that game where you'd like uh, hit the the metal ring down the alley with a stick? You mean you okay. roll the th- the roll roll the yeah hoop? yeah where you where you you know roll it but you got to like hit it with a stick and keep it balanced. John, did you play that game back in the year of our Lord? That was a long was, time ago. I don't remember yeah, everything. Yeah. We shot things. We shot everything. That's what we did. America. Did, did and then, yeah, and, then exactly. did did, and then did he wear knickers and 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 like gray tweed when he was a kid and stand on the corner saying, "Read all about it." Oh, 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 John. Were, were, were did you, you okay? Did you guys have a next subject? That yes. You were to? Yes. But I think okay. it's important to know if you were the uh, uh, one of the young young kids. Uh, portrayed in the in the film Newsies. No, I yeah, was not. But I, I have, did you see the images out of China this week where they were spraying stuff all over the place? Yeah, were, yeah, that stuff. Okay, when I was young, there used to be this pickup that drive down the alleys with a mosquito fogger, and you'd Absolutely. see these big plumes of mosquito, whatever the hell it was, come out the back. And we used to run down the alley behind it so we could smell the stuff because it smelled good. <laughs> That explains so yes, much. I, yes. So, baseball, Husker baseball, John. Mm-hmm. You put up a, a piece earlier this week uh, that was announcing this weekend's rotation. Did you want to uh, dive into that? It's the first year under new uh, baseball head coach, Will Bolt. Did you uh, have any any insight that you wanted to share with us? Well, today the uh, Big Ten coaches put out their preseason predictions and they picked Nebraska fourth, which is actually, excuse me. It's uh, surprising to me. I know that there's a lot of Nebraska baseball fans out there that thought we'd walk into the big 10 conference and take it over. And we haven't because the big 10 doesn't suck as bad as we thought it did at baseball. Michigan almost won a national title last year, just lost to Vanderbilt. But uh, to pick us fourth when, we have to replace our entire weekend rotation of pitchers, and we have a brand new coach coming in. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty. What do you want to say? Come on, positive. I I I guess I was surprised by that. I think uh, D1 baseball picked the sixth. Baseball America picked the seventh. I would expect those finishes to be a little bit more reasonable, but. Um, I'm excited to see what Will Bolt's going to do with our baseball program. Well, let's talk briefly between we've had, you know, in the last now, you know, three years, three and a half years, whatever. I guess, yeah, three years. I'm a dummy. Don't know math. Uh, We've had head coaching turnover in football, basketball, and baseball, men's basketball. Who inherited the best situation who inherited the worst situation oh i well, think I, Bolt, I think bolt's getting the um yeah 
the 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 most the yes. most to, tools to work with or raw yeah. material, um, which is still not saying an extraordinary amount. Well, I th- um, you know, I I'll tell you what I I interviewed Eric Sorensen this morning uh, for my podcast. Eric Sorensen writes for D1 Baseball. He's a national college baseball writer. He's been around for quite a while. Uh, and we did discuss the fact that Darren Erstad maintained the program pretty well. He kept it in good shape. They do have a, a lot of pretty decent players returning, which, uh, well, you know, our basketball team had Thor. There you go. Well, I mean, yeah. what do you do with that, you know? Well, when you got the God of Thunder. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, it, it, during the Maryland game, they put up this thing, uh, you know, how they put the little things on the TV where like, you know, Nebraska is like 289th in free throw percentage. They put up this thing that said Nebraska returned a total of 50 points from last season. That's it. That is it. I mean, how how can you even think anybody has it worse off than that? You know, granted, you could say Fred Hoiberg chased off a bunch of guys, but it's his program. And if he felt like it, none of those guys were going to contribute to what he wants to do, then, you know, you could make that argument. I don't think it's a good argument, but <laughs> I don't think it was anything that Tim Miles necessarily did either. It was just the way things worked out that so much talent, you know, left it at one time and, and the cupboard was bare for, for Hoiberg coming in. Uh, it, I've seen the argument that that if we hadn't fired Miles, that that we wouldn't have you know been suffering through this sort of dismal season, um, and I think that that's uh, I think that's a, just crazy. I mean, Miles would be sitting at at, at four and nine or four and fifteen right now. I'm pretty sure, um, or whatever whatever we're at. I can't even remember. Um, it, <sighs> It, it, well, but the other thing is, it's not like Frost had a whole lot to work with either. No. Nope. Um, uh, I think he mostly has damaged goods. Well, he had he had a lot of he had a lot of mental blocks that he had to work through. I think football is more mental than basketball um, or baseball. Um, I could, I could see that. I mean, it, just because could, could, you you know, look at. And I'm I'm piggybacking on what you're saying, but with I mean probably the more one of the more complicated uh, positions in sports is quarterback. I mean, look if you're a wide receiver, by and large, you just got to worry about yourself. If you're a quarterback, you got to worry about everybody. And I think mentally, that's a lot more different than you're a lot, not I'm a lot more different. That's a lot more difficult than you know being the point guard. Yeah, you're still kind of the lead man, and you're still, you know, the general on on the field of play. But you got five guys to worry about versus eleven. Or if you want to go, you know, including defense, you've got nine guys to worry about beside yourself instead of twenty one. You know, so I think I think that that yeah, you're. I think you're right there, Paul. And that football's just there's just a lot. There's so much more going on. Well, there's a lot more going on, and but I was thinking more of just the just the brutal physicality of the game. Um, basketball, I think, 
well, it's been 30 years since I played uh, a game, but it, it, it you get tired, you get sweaty, and, and when you're playing, you have to be in good physical condition, but your body doesn't get beat up uh, in any way, shape, though, at least in college, maybe in the NFL uh, or, or in the NBA, but football is is a physically devastating game to the to your to players bodies and it is hard to 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 continue especially when things start going wrong to pick your ass up off the field every play and continue to play with that kind of killer intensity to summon that from somewhere deep inside of you when i mean when your hair hurts <laughs> like um I, I don't know. It, it's it's it, it just I think I think the mental aspect of football is just is 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 tougher to build and and maintain than it is in any other sport. Football, you have 11 guys on a side that all have to be going in the same direction. And that means they all have to understand their assignments and they all have to actually execute them. And if they don't understand their assignments, that's one explosion. And if they don't execute them, that's a second explosion. And you take that times all the 11 guys there. And it's much more difficult to do that. It's much, I mean, well, you, you've been in the armed services. You know what it's like. What would you rather lead, a battalion or a platoon? Which one's easier? Uh, completely different. Right. Um, at, at, they're not, you can't even, can't even, they're doing entirely different things. Um, I mean, one's a lot more complicated. One is our, the, the other one is arguably more difficult. Um, but it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just complicated. Um, in, 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 I think it, I think in, in basketball as opposed to, as opposed to football or maybe and even baseball to it, um, that if you get one superstar, you know, on the team, surrounded by reasonably competent players who don't continually turn the ball over or do stupid things, you can, you can go a long way with uh, on the back of one guy. It doesn't work that way in football. No, um, it's, it's football's harder. So I, I think, I think Frost had a harder job than Hoiberg does, but Frost has a two year head start on it too. So we'll see. We'll see. Have all of our sports, our major sports, collectively sucked this month much ever? Um, There's a long pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's an interesting it's question because time. if you go back to, I mean, let's say basketball has always been basketball. Maybe go back to the Bill Callahan era and compare, you know, baseball now to baseball then. I mean, it was playing in the Big 12, obviously, you know, considerably different, you know, just because of where you can, you know, you can get started earlier because a lot of times you're playing in Texas, you know, places like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's... I'm pretty sure we made the NCAA tournament every year from 2004 to 2007. Um, in baseball. In baseball. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Well, 2005 would have been the College World Series year with uh, Joe Chamberlain. Yeah, and the uh, and the Arizona State game. Yeah. Um. So. So. I mean, so, if, you, if you go back, if you go back to pre like Dave Van Horn, 
into the John Sanders area era baseball. Our baseball team was terrible. I mean, yeah, but terrible, the football team terrible. was pretty good. Yeah, and and the and the basketball team was not awful <laughs> in the in the um, in the nineties. So, yeah, I not in my lifetime um, have have the the men's sports been this this awful. Wrestling is good. Women's basketball is 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 good, not great, uh, but certainly a lot better than the men's basketball. It it'd be interesting to see, you know, a pickup game between the men's and women's team um this year i i i, I don't know what happened I, I think the men would win um but i don't know I they don't they, they they struggle at the foul line they struggle they, from outside they, 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 don't they don't have any height well that's for you know. sure um volleyball is is among the best in the country oh absolutely so, i mean we're a women's sports school now without a doubt Oh, so. yeah, because then there's women's rifle, women's bowling. I mean, yeah, it's, it's no comparison. Yeah, rifle outshot the uh, outshot West Point. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I mean yeah. that, 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 then you're basically saying, who'd you rather send to war? The West Point graduates or the rednecks from Nebraska? Well, that's a pretty big leap. I know, but it, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to entertain it's, people here, John. Damn, it's a bit, it's a bit more well, than yeah, that goes right. into it. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Jeez, we got to wrap this up. I got another podcast, another coronation podcast to record soon. Uh, can we talk and, and laugh at Colorado? Why would we do that? Well, four days ago, I don't know if you know this, but four days ago, Mel Tucker went to Twitter. And said that, you know, he was 100% committed to Colorado. And while rumors about Michigan State, blah, 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 now he's been announced as the head coach of Michigan State. And I'm laughing at Colorado because they believed him. Well, he got bought. Oh, sure. Yeah. Didn't they throw like four and a half million bucks at him or something? They threw a lot of money at him. They yeah. doubled his salary. Yeah, I mean, if somebody was, you know, I I, I love where I work. I work at a, a an, an amazing bank, and I have no interest in ever leaving it. But if if uh, if another bank were willing to double my salary, I, I I would have to think very seriously about whether to whether to continue to stay where I'm at. Um. What if Mel they Tucker, made you wear green? Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Mel, it, it, Mel Tucker's a good coach. I mean, well, he's not a terrible coach. I mean, I think he did as well as you can expect to do at Colorado, which is sort of the armpit of the football world. Um, I think I think he'll be a good fit at at um, Michigan State. Where decent defense and okay offense, so I don't know. I mean, it's not a terrible hire, but no, it's not. They had to pay him a lot more than 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 he was worth on the market because of their desperation. Um, after watching Nebraska and Tennessee, I wonder. Um, I wonder if I can 
if, if this audio will pipe through. But this is yet this is February. You know, as we're recording this Wednesday night, uh, so this was uh, Tuesday the eleventh, and it was Altitude Sports Radio, and it's Mel Tucker addressing the rumors about being courted by Michigan State and his commitment to the program in Boulder. So this was the day before. So I wonder if the It'll pipe through. There we go. I want to ask you about some of that coming up, but I uh, do want to ask uh, about the report over the weekend. I know Michigan State's a place close to you, but uh, the report came Friday night and uh, got some Buffs fans a little bit upset. Coach, we spent some time talking about it, but just want to get your side of it and kind of tell Buffs fans what that was like for you. Yeah, um, I think it's always flattering when uh, when uh, when uh, when a, a place like that will will have interest. Um, yeah, know, that's not coming program. through. It's um, kind of garbled. Going forward, you know, there's going to be interest in, in all. He'll of put it on the uh, podcast um, as oh, okay. audio. Nah, I all right. Up on it, I'll, I'll edit it out. But uh, yeah, he, he's you know he he mentions the being you know talked to and and you know how. Anyway, I haven't listened to the whole clip. I honestly just came across it, but it is funny that you know that he's on the radio saying, "Oh, you know." I, I, Boulder's where I want to be, and you know, twelve hours later, however many hours later it is, he's on an airplane, private jet, going to East Lansing. Have you ever been to East Lansing? I've never. I been. would much rather be in Boulder than East Lansing, <laughs> Colorado notwithstanding. Um, uh, yeah, that's not really even close. <laughs> yeah, Boulder's a pretty nice city. East Lansing is well. East Lansing. It's it's where they used to have a lot of money because it's they built cars of, all over the place. It's east of West Lansing, <laughs> so um, it, yeah. Don't, don't let Kevin Kevin Knight, our uh, one of our Nebraska ball uh, writers, is he's a big Michigan State fan. So he's if he's listening, I'm sure he's he's got words that he's probably gonna message me about. Say hey. But I'm sure he'll take everything with it. all in good fun, Kevin. Come on now, I won't tell him when I when I when I'm when he's recording the of Bangerangs and Daggers podcast, which you can get right here on Coordination Radio. Uh, I won't I will mention that you were running down his, his team's hometown. It's not my place, Paul. It's okay. Well, I'm, been, really, I'm really I'm really disappointed too. So <laughs> I'm really disappointed that he didn't turn down the job and they so they could hire Bert. I. You know, that that would have been really on brand for uh, Michigan State to hire Burt. Um, I th- I think the Big Ten could have used Burt back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> it would have been good. Uh, but but here's the thing. Um, <laughs> we probably lose. Um, hey, Burt's not that bad of a coach. So, but Burt's Burt. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He wasn't that good a coach at Arkansas. Okay, what's next, Greg? That was about all I had. I just wanted to laugh at Colorado a little <laughs> bit more. Okay. Um, I think that uh, one of the people in our Slack room pointed out that uh, Colorado fan is a special case of self-grandeur. This is from Husker Mike. Colorado University is a Mountain West school that somehow got an invitation to the Pac-12. Aside from a few years under Bill McCartney, they haven't been relevant in college football in 50 years. 
Okay. And he po- and and the thing is, is really what this points out. Mel Tucker's hire at Michigan State uh, kind of does point out the discrepancy in the resources between the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Because uh, right now the Big Ten and the SEC are doling out money to their schools, kind of like drug dealers, you know, <laughs> taking bills to the bank in a bag. And uh, the Pac-12 is kind of like uh, some guy that's doling out candy out of his open van door, you know. <laughs> um, I, I, Mike needs to and, – and any Husker fan that starts talking about um, any other team's relevance in college football um, needs to uh, a a uh, strengthening shot of self awareness. Um, so I, like, I disagree. There are many there are many no, valid no. criticisms Nebraskans can level, but but current relevancy is not one of them. So yes, it is. It is too. I will argue with this. I argued it on our Facebook page earlier today. Listen, Iowa is still mediocre despite what Nebraska does. Colorado still sucks despite what we do, and we can point out that they suck and that they're irrelevant, and it has nothing to do with us. It's because they're irrelevant. All right? I clap for you. So all you people out there that want to keep going, well, you shouldn't talk too much. Well, kiss my ass. We can talk all we want. It's a matter well, of whether or not you're going to attack. If you, now, if you attack me and say the same thing about Nebraska – no, you're right. So you better be able to dish it out and take it. But don't tell me I'm not going to dish it out, you sons of bitches, because that's what part of sports is. That's part of the fun. Pete Rose can kiss my ass. Wow, that would I, be like that would be like one old man looking at another one saying, "Dude, you got bo." You know, um, <laughs> you take a shower. Um, so it, when he, he, you know, he stinks just as bad. So. I, I I don't know, man. You know, pe- you know, people that don't live in houses should shouldn't throw rocks. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. People that don't live in houses shouldn't <laughs> throw rocks. Well, yeah, I mean, like I'm like, it's worse than a glass house. You don't even have the glass to slow it down. You just okay. you're just out there. People that sleep in fields should not throw rocks. So, and right now we're sleeping in a field of relevancy. So we're 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 going to be swimming in the pool of national championship in five years. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, sure. Wow. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of the five heart podcast. But we're going to bring Paul back next week because he's going to uh, come up with this new scoring formula that's going to award Nebraska every national championship uh, for the last 20 years and for uh, every year going forward. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm excited, and you should be too. For myself, Greg Mahochko, for John Dam Johnston and Paul Dalen, we thank you for tuning in. We remind you you can subscribe on most any of your favorite, the big, the popular podcast platforms, and interact with us on social media. And we remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red! That's glorious. Paul? I don't live in Iowa anymore. Oh. oh, am I supposed to say it? Yeah, you get to. Oh. oh, what was I supposed to say? Remind me what I was supposed to say. Something about Pete Rose can kiss your ass. Something about winning the damn offseason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brian Flynn. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Hoss is Win the damn offseason.